Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. I couldn't wait to meet our guest this morning. Tara has asked me to compare who has more beautiful eyes. <laughs> our guest or Tara? <laughs> Apparently, they worked together on TV years ago. Ali Khan Velji is a Calgary entrepreneur who started his boutique design firm called Ali Khan Velji Designs 15 years ago. You may have seen him on TV, on many shows, including Designer Superstar Challenge and The Merlin Dennis Show. He also been featured in many magazines and he has received numerous awards for his work. Ali Khan is here this morning to tell us about being an entrepreneur in Calgary, the latest design trends, and a really exciting project he just launched, launched with Urban Barn. Good morning, Ali Khan. Good morning. Can I have you do my intro every single time, <laughs> everywhere I go, please? Sure. Good morning, Tara. He's your, David's your hype man now. Yeah, I love hype, it. Hype. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to see you again. Oh, it's so nice to I see know. you. We worked together so many years ago on uh, breakfast television when you would come on in the mornings. That's right. We go way back. And yes, I, we would all gush over your eyes every morning. You oh, remember that. Oh my God. Yes, you I must. do. And I, and I love that so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So let's go back to those days we were just saying, right? That remember those early mornings and you were just starting out in your business and we were doing the TV thing together. And so it was kind of the launching of your TV career, your design career. Take us back to that time and what you were thinking as you were just starting this brand new entrepreneurial yeah, well, venture. I mean, you know, when I, when I first graduated, I, I had, you know, my business cards made already, even before I graduated and was like, I knew I wanted my own business. That was something that was always really important to me. Um, and, TV just kind of sort of landed on my lap, mm -hmm. you know, accidentally. It wasn't something that I thought I wanted to do. But once I started doing it, I, I just loved it so much. I love being in front of the camera and talking about design. Um, and you're good at it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And People it was so... relate to you. I appreciate that very much. And it's, you know, and... and being on the show with you and also having your enthusiasm about design, I, that's something that I remember a lot because, you know, it's like that's it's it's really nice to talk to somebody that actually gets it and, uh, you know, has that kind of passion for design as well. So anyway, thank you so much. Well, I learned from you because <laughs> oh. uh, God knows I can't go into a room and splash it the way you can. I, I still need lots of support. Um, Ali, you know, I have to confess that the questions I got help from my wife she's a very successful artist and I go what do I ask a designer oh my god <laughs> she does all the design in our house okay so uh, thank you honey thank you Zor for helping me with the questions <laughs> um, the first question she has and I'm just the voice here where do you get your inspiration from travel that is the number one thing. I get this question quite a lot and it's travel is a huge source of, source of inspiration for me. I feel like it gets me out of my comfort zone um, and, you know, just seeing how different people live, lifestyles. Um, it could it could be, you know, architecture, um, how the sun sets in different areas. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, the architecture, especially something that inspires me, whether I go to Europe or whether I go to Palm Springs, which is a little bit more mid-century inspired or even going to Mexico and just walk the streets and seeing that sort of like Spanish colonial influence always just 
inspires me. So. Uh, what do you do when you get inspired? Do you write it down? Do you draw? What do you do with that inspiration? I take a ton of photos. And, you know, my husband always makes fun of me because every time we go on a trip, he'll come home and he'll have maybe maybe 10 photos on his phone and where I'll have thousands. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. So I have a lot of storage. And do you do, what do you do with those photos when you get home? Well, you know what, for me, I, I post a lot on social media. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always posting on my Instagram, on my stories, on, you know, I create Pinterest boards with my, you know, travel inspiration photos and they're locked away. Like I still, you know, kind of go through my old photos and, and on my phone and just kind of peruse them once once in a while because I just find that so inspiring. You know, I, I watch my wife sometimes work and how she deals with clients. And um, what do you, when you sit with a client, mm-hmm. what do you draw from your client? You come with your ideas from their traveling, from Mexico, wherever I'm going to Mexico, so tell me what to look at. Okay. But what do you draw for, back from your clients? Well, you know what, this is, it's a, that's a really great question. And, and being in the interior design sort of field, we always have to kind of gauge and balance that out with what we want and what our clients want. Um, and so that's something that we ask a lot of questions at the very beginning, you know, when we first meet a client and get their needs and wants and what they want out of their space, because that's super important to sort of create spaces for our clients that reflect their personality. Um, because, you know, that's, they're going to be living in these spaces, you know, and so they want to be inspired in those spaces. They want those spaces to reflect them. And so that's kind of what we do. So we ask a lot of questions. And sometimes I say interior designers are also therapists because, you know, the husband and wife don't always agree. And so we always have to be that sort of middleman where we're getting emails from, you know, one, one, one client kind of saying, oh, this is kind of what I want. Can you you know, persuade my husband to say yes to it or whatever? So we do end up being therapists at some time. But and do you have from time to time that you come with ideas and the clients say, yeah, I don't like your idea? Of course, of course. And you, you know, we, we have to, we have to have a bit of a thick skin when it comes to that, because obviously there are so many things that we want to do, but sometimes our clients are not necessarily up for doing that or the budget necessarily isn't there. Um, you know, we always aim for, for the moon and aim for the stars when it comes to sort of what we present to our clients. But sometimes that always has to get scaled back because in reality, you know, budgets come into play. Play. Mm-hmm. There's things that you know come up where we don't. That's necessarily... when you get the email from the wife. Yes, you exactly. <laughs> when, it, yes. when you get to the budget, the budget. I yes, exactly. Yes, been there, done that. <laughs> so, what do you do when a client is really stuck on an idea or a theme or design that you're like, oh, I don't want that really representing my work? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you how do you balance that? I, you know, again, a really good question, but it's it's one of those things where. Honesty, I think, is the best policy for for me and being in sort of this design field for 15 years and sort of gauging that and having clients that necessarily want something that doesn't necessarily re- reflect what I would do. It's, it's just having an open conversation and saying, you know, you've hired me for a reason and I'm going to tell you that this is a huge mistake. I don't think you should do it. Obviously, if it's in your heart of hearts and this is something that you want to do, we'll work around it. But... 
I'm going to tell you honestly, don't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, do you work with, uh, a lot of people think that you have to have a lot of money to be Mm -hmm. able to work with an interior designer Mm -hmm. and get design ideas. Do you work with any budget? Absolutely. You know, realistic budgets, you know, that's something to keep in mind. We will work with a lot of different budgets, but we're, Mm -hmm. we're, we, you have to be realistic about what you can get for a certain amount of money. And especially now with inflation and costs of everything, just, you know, going higher and higher, um, we are pretty honest in, you know, saying, okay, if you have $5,000 for a bathroom renovation, that's not going to get you anywhere, you know? And so we're honest with, with our clients and say, okay, with $5,000, this is what we can do for you. Um, and so, yeah. And I've, I have, I've always felt that good design should be for everyone, you know? And so for anyone that contacts us, um, and says, okay, this is, this is our plan. This is what we want to do. We engage, we have conversations, we set up meetings just to kind of, you know, get, everybody on the right track and just let our clients know that, okay, this is, you know, it's important to us for everyone to have sort of like a good design plan. Mm -hmm. Um, So even if it just comes down to just doing a plan for them and not necessarily facilitating it, as long as they have something in their hands to be able to maybe do in the future. So Tara, the new kind of uh, way to describe uh, expensive is reasonable budget. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's what he meant, but but, we can probably use that. Designers have a good way with words. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you would have to, there's no question. And so when you're out and you're traveling, do you call your clients immediately and say, take a look at this picture? This is what I think this would look amazing in your place, like existing clients who you have already got a relationship with. Absolutely. You know, I'm in my travels too. And the reason why I get inspired is because I go to different shops and, you know, uh, in different interior design sort of studios as well, and sort of just see what they're doing on the other side of the planet, you know, because it's so different. And so that's kind of what inspires me. But in terms of like, you know, sourcing out local artists and, you know, artisans that are making beautiful pottery or anything with like arts and crafts, that's something that I always look to as well, because not only do I want to bring that stuff back to, you know, have in my house, but also in in our client spaces as well. So definitely taking lots of pictures, emailing clients and saying, this is what I found. This is going to go perfect in your, you know, living room, dining room, living room, wherever it is. Our guest this morning is Alikan Velji, owner, founder of Alikan Velji Designs, and we have to take a commercial break. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Alikan Velji from Alikan Velji Designs. And so uh, you mentioned that you always have lots of pictures on your social media. I follow you on Instagram. One of the things that I really love about your posts is you and Jason, your husband, um, you travel a lot together, but you also share a lot with family and friends. And it seems to me that family is a huge priority for you. And I, I find it really touching and actually really inspiring that as busy as you are, you continue to make time and prioritize your family and your friends. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely super close with my family. My mom's my best friend. I actually just talked to her on the way here. I talked to her maybe four or five times a day. Um, but, you know, I think that family is really wonderful for me because they have a special way of grounding you, um, you know, and that's... that's they tell you the truth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so um, I've always had a really close relationship with my family and I just find that, you know, keeping them close at heart and also for me being in Calgary, um, I've had so many opportunities to sort of move to Vancouver or Toronto and sort of, you know, the design community is a lot larger there. And I always get asked the question, well, why, why aren't you in Toronto? Why aren't you in, in, in Vancouver? Um, but for me, it's like my family keeps me here. And of course my husband now, um, but families, yeah, I just feel like they have a great way of grounding you. And, um, it's those moments where they don't necessarily care about what, I'm doing outside of, of the family. It's like, we're having dinner. This is kind of what we're talking about. And we don't necessarily talk about my line with urban barn or what I'm doing with work. So it's a nice escape for me. Mm-hmm. Is there a shift in the, in, in your industry to more of an environmentally friendly product to the green product? Yeah. You know what? That sort of eco-friendly um, moment in design was really prevalent probably about like 15 years ago, I'm going to say. And then I feel like it sort of lost its way a little bit, but I feel like it's definitely coming back. And I feel like the consumer and our clients are definitely a little bit more aware of their carbon footprint and what they want to have in their home. Um, and it's not necessarily materials, but it's also what we're doing with you know, the materials that we're taking away from their houses, right? So when we're doing a renovation, we always, and we always find the clients now are cognizant of saying, okay, well, let's try to salvage the cabinets and try to resell them or mm. our appliances. Let's try to resell them or do something, take them to restore, for example. So those are the items that I feel like, yeah, definitely there is that sort of, you know, eco-friendly moment happening. You mentioned Urban Barn, and we talked about it in the intro. Tell mm. us about this. This is amazing. You've got your own line at Urban Barn. Yeah, this is, you know, this has honestly been a dream come true. And um, two years in the making um, mm. with Canadian furniture brand Urban Barn. Um, we've just launched a 17-piece capsule collection called Wanderlust. Um, and it's called Wanderlust because it's inspired by world travels and making spaces feel like they've been curated over time. And I think that's... Uh, what I do and what my design firm does um, is, you know, make spaces look less like show homes and more like they've been sort of curated over time. And I think that's an important sort of lesson for, you know, everyone is to mix and match and make spaces feel, you know, like they have a lot of character and soul and texture and pattern. Right. Um, and so so you mean like not the matchy matchy where it's all the same Exactly. Yes, that is the biggest pet peeve of I think every designer is that matchy matchy moment, <laughs> and it's it's nice to have a mix. Well, it seems to me that you knew my next question because that's the only question I put together without my wife's help, and the, the reason is I visited a few of our friends' uh, homes after renovations and after interior design, and I go. This looks nice for a catalog, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't live here. It's a museum. How do you? make this kind of, uh, I would say, home feeling without living in a museum for your ego. Because it's, at the end of the day, some of it was the designer's ego to be on those awards or 
or those magazines? Well, absolutely. And I think when you look at magazines, we have to always remember that those are styled to the nth degree. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they, there's, you know, flowers are placed in certain place just because that looks good for the photo. Accessories are placed for a certain reason, but that's not necessarily how everybody lives every single day. So for me, it's definitely incorporating sort of, you know, items from your travels, um, I think, for accessories and uh, introducing patterns and textures, introducing antiques as well is something that is really great to kind of make spaces feel a little bit more warm and inviting. And then there's a story behind something. There's history behind something that you're putting into your space, and it's just not all purchase new, you know. And I think for me, it's like a, a a, a test of a really good designer is somebody that can work within all different budgets and still make every space sing, mm. you know? And that's for me is, is something that we try to do in every single um, interior that we do. I, I, I think, I feel that he knows my wife. Oh. Every, every trip would come back with something, a yes. statue or, I don't know, those, ac- those uh, artists and designers are kind of, Come well, from the same cloth. Well, absolutely. I think it's, you know, when you, when you are sort of aesthetically driven and you are, um, you know, creative, you want to be surrounded by certain things that speak to you and mm-hmm. mean something to you. And that's why I pick up something everywhere I go, because I think it's really nice to have it displayed. And then you think about that moment every single time you walk by it. That's true. So what kind of a challenge is it for you? You also do commercial uh, design as well. Mm-hmm. So how challenging is that? Because it needs to be a different a design that's sustained over a long period of time and open for everybody's tastes. Mm-hmm. How do you work through that? Well, I sometimes feel like commercial spaces are a little bit more fun to work on mm. because you can, you can really sort of, um, you know, go outside of the box and, you know, suggest things that you normally couldn't in a residential setting. So, you know, wild sort of patterns when it comes to wallpapers and, you know, certain materials and light fixtures that you can use that can be overscaled and grand. Um, so, you know, I feel like commercial spaces are spaces where you can still have a bit more fun. But for me, it's always creating that warmth. You know, um, so many office spaces that you go into are, you know, gray, white and black and very sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, utilitarian. Whereas for me, when I'm doing commercial spaces, I want to make them feel warm and layered and textured, just like how I would in a uh, you know, residential setting. Is that changing in the office arenas? Are you seeing them being more open to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot more softer furnishings, a lot more sort of breakout areas where, you know, they look more like living spaces because they want, they want you know, their employees to feel comfortable in these spaces and want to spend more time there, especially during COVID when everybody's so used to being at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that people are starting to go back into the offices, I feel like they're starting to kind of want to create spaces that feel a little more like home. You know, one of our previous guests, um, Scott Hutchison, I, he was on a panel in uh, the real estate forum and they asked him about coming back to the office. And he said, Uh, he owns a few properties downtown, and he said, "My competition is not the other uh, you know real estate companies. It's the kitchen at a home kitchen and the home table. Mm-hmm. That's how I have to get. And they have done, I don't know if you've been to the ampersand, but that no, is the I would say the most advanced property today in Calgary's downtown. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You should v- visit that. I'm going to. I'm going to now. <laughs> Have you noticed a difference? Like, I've never appreciated fluorescent lighting in the office space. My eyes water. Mm-hmm. I find it's really hard. It gives people headaches. Are you finding that people are even changing those types of things, like lighting and just more aware? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, again, just creating that warmth factor, you know, yeah. and, and wanting people to be able to feel comfortable and stay for spaces a little bit longer. And, you know, I think that's really important to create that vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's huge in a commercial setting. What do you say to young graphic designers out there, or not graphic designers, interior designers out there who are just starting out, or maybe they're just thinking about getting into school? Uh, what do you? What kind of guidance do you have for them on how they can advance their careers and learn? Maybe at a. A, a heightened pace. In 30 seconds. In 30 seconds. Oh. Okay. Well, I say definitely get um, a good sort of schooling behind you. I think that's super important um, just to have that backing because that's what that's what other lead designers look for. You mm-hmm. know, larger companies look for that. And so that's super important. And just, you know, um, be creative and don't be afraid to challenge. I think that's a huge thing is, yeah, just don't be afraid to challenge and, and do creative things and just have fun. And watch the budget. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. Okay. I guess you could say that. <laughs> that may be important at some yeah, time. At some, to- at some point. <laughs> Ali Kambelji, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Congratulations thank on you. your urban barn design. I'm going to go check that out for sure. Ali Kambelji, our guest this morning from Ali Kambelji Designs. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.